I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, Tennessee. Welcome home to our weekly podcast. Terry Curran's the current year with the only real for Mr. Terry Curran. How are you, son? Steady away? Yes, steady away, as you would say. Just watching this Newcastle and um, Paris Saint-Germain game. Yeah, that was the first question I was going to say to you. What game have you got on? What game do you think I've got on? Uh, I would say the same. No, I've got Man City on because Grealish is starting. All right. If Grealish wasn't starting, I would have watched... Paris Saint-Germain versus Newcastle. But when Jack plays, I always like to watch Jack. He is him and Cavascalia are my two favourite players. I think this is a bit more important game in a sense. I mean, City's already qualified, haven't they? Yeah, I just like to watch Jack. You know, listen, so do I. But I tell you Mm. what, I'm very impressed with that uh, Dooku at uh, City. Very impressed with him. Very good player. Very, very different though, TC, isn't he? He's a a winger. Really, she's a midfield player. there's nobody uh, stuck up for Jack more than me. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't run, run past people like he used to do at Villa. He's now, not a winger, is, is that, yeah. Is that, is, is that uh, Guardiola's fault that Jack's got himself in a, in a not a tis wars, but in a, you know, to keep inside it, to be on the right side of uh, uh, Guardiola, yeah. that um, he passes the ball? Because you've seen, you've seen him even <laughs> have a go at people like De Bruyne for not passing it. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. I've always said uh, Jack would be the midfield of me for me. Hundred percent. He's got. Centrally. He's got. I think he's wasted that on to, uh, to on, on any wing. I think yeah, he's wasted. Hundred percent. I think he can play there, but I think he's wasted there. Hundred percent. So I'd play him in a in a central role in midfield. I'd never put Jack on on that wide left position as a winger because. I don't think Grealish has got the natural attributes of a winger. Yeah, I mean, he's not slow, but he's not quick. He's playing off his other foot. He's right-footed, and he's playing on the left. Um, And and when Jack gets the ball, he always has two or three players on him anyhow, so he'll just play a simple ball. Very difficult. Very difficult. Difficult, different game. And... uh... When he's playing there, it's it's easier for yeah. for teams to stop the ball going out. Absolutely, make no mistake on that. That is, yeah, right. But when you when he plays central, somebody like him what plays central because he's of his uh, low. Well, when I say central, I'd play him just like they'd like to do with Messi. Just let him play. I would, yeah. But I'd, right? I'd play him because as he, he did. Go left, he go right. Yeah. He's got that little uh, drop of the. Uh, that little fate which can send him yeah. uh, going for a dummy to, mm. to Boots's uh, shop. He's got that everything. It's just just for me, I wouldn't play him in that position. No, neither would I. No, ne- neither would I. I just think that you aren't going to get the best out of Grealish when you play him in that position. Um, but, you know, Pep plays him there. Dean Smith played him there before. 
Um, I think sometimes you're a victim of your own success because Villa were playing a certain way, wanted to move Jack further up the pitch. They played him there. And I just think that, you know, when you've got the abilities and all the attributes that Grealish has got, you would want that player in a more central, pivotal role. But again, that's, you know, that is my opinion. Yes. And uh, I'm glad you shared it. But I, I, I just for the life of me. But we've never spoke about that. Have we? Can't, well, no. We've, we've yeah. never spoke about it. Yeah. I, we've both spoke about not playing him there. Yes, we have. But, why but does... not in the sense that, no, we don't talk about it before we come on air. No, absolutely. I, I, I just don't get why Pep plays him there and then he would play Rico Lewis in a, in a central midfield. I don't get it, but then again, you know, Pep's won up to in titles, etc. Well, and what have you. The and thing, we're talking on the phone watching him. We can, anybody can criticise anybody because of the right to do that. Absolutely. But when you win, yeah. When you win the games, he wins. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you can say what you want. He, mm. He's right because he's, he gets it right. Yeah. More often than not, he's more consistent than any other manager in the world. Hundred percent. But again, I would just like to see Jack playing a midfield role in the central, getting the ball on the half turn, running at players, opening up defences and putting those slide roll passes through to his central strikers. And in uh, he's, he's got that the killer pass from a central position. Absolutely. Too. But I, again, I go back. I just don't get why managers play Grealish in that position. But, you know, there you go. Magic moments too. Um, I'm saying magic moments with a smile on my face. If we were on YouTube, you would see a right cheeky smile. Um, what magic moments have you sourced for us this week, Goodison? We should get put in jail. <laughs> right. I think, we're not, I think there's loads and loads and loads and loads of fans yeah. uh, up and down uh, the country. Mm. Would go with that Ganacho's goal with you know it's. Oh, yeah. I mean they all going about Rooney's Rooney's is it Rooney on his on his uh, chin yeah chin. he's he's caught that perfect mm. absolutely perfect but these stacks of goals I could have gone for again yeah I mean that Olise for uh, Palace was a great goal <clears throat> yeah. uh, Luton's winner um, I really should have looked him back up again. Uh, the the pass for the second goal for Luton's winner, yeah, unbelievable, you know, because they're killer balls then. Absolutely, they're killer balls, yeah. and you cannot defend that. No, you're taking players out and you just so put those, it on a those plate, are the you? two, and I've thrown that in uh, yeah. the pass. But I apologise because um, I did uh, research it, and uh, but I've got I'd things to do tonight. And I, I forgot the the kid's name who put the ball through for the for the winner, but it was a sublime ball. If anyone uh, see, wants to go watch it on YouTube. Um. Uh, by the way, you are going on the ninth, the tenth. No, tenth. Tenth is a Sunday. You're going on the ninth, aren't you, to um, Stoke City with Alan Hodgson? Yeah, I've spoke to uh, young Alan. Yeah. Uh, Monday. Yeah. I've got a uh, hospital call, telephone call uh, on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, you know about the operation I had on my chest. Yes. Yeah. I've I've got to have one on my backside. Yes. Um, and I don't know whether they're going to have me in. Right. So, but I'm laying him know tomorrow, but. Uh, all being 
all being uh, well, I'm gonna, even I'm going to try and get it off till after Christmas, but it all depends on what they say to me tomorrow. Absolutely. If they say to me, you know, I've got to go, you know, they walk me in, then I'm, I'm going to have to go in because obviously yeah. it, it, uh, it was the worst one of the two with the cancer tissue, which they, they wanted to uh, remove. Mm -hmm. But I was more than watching the game, to be honest. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to meeting Alan. I met him once when he was at, um, at the races at um, Stafford. Yeah. When I was with Bawley, I mean, he, he can't remember it, but uh, I was only a young kid then, whereas he was uh, a superstar, you know, so you never forget certain things in in, in life. So even for that, I want to, I want to get and have a, a night out with uh, him and young Alan. Absolutely. And, he's, uh, really, he's looking forward to it. That boy's looking forward to it. I texted him today. Um, and I said, you okay for um, my life, my music on the 10th out on the Sunday? And he said, no, I can't. It's Terry Curran night. Yeah. I said, right. He said, I'm in Stoke. We'll do it the week after. Yeah. So um, he's he's looking to make a night of it. And I thought, yeah, I wouldn't fancy well, being I'm, Terry Curran. I'm hoping, you know, because now my chest is perfect. Not yeah. perfect. I'm telling the lie that it's not perfect. But it's getting it, it's, it's Hundred percent better. Yeah, yeah. I keep yeah. giving little pulls inside, but she did say to me on Friday, uh, "That's the healing under the skin now." Mm -hmm. You know. So I was supposed to go through, to be honest, uh, tomorrow, yeah. and then the phone me back and said we'll do a uh, consultation over the phone. Mm -hmm. So they might, they, they might be wanting to put it off until after Christmas anyway. So which, you know, but. I would say 98% I'll be going to, to the game Stoke and, 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 and having a great day and a great night with uh, Alan and young Alan. Leipzig have just taken the lead. It's 1-0. Um, yeah, bad defending, really. He's broken the lines and composed himself very nice, a pender, and tucks it into the onion bag. Kanji is looking up to the sky. He knows he's made a massive mistake. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a great night uh, going, yeah. going on the uh, Raz with uh, not one Hudson, but two Hudsons. <laughs> He's like, uh, he should be carrying a government health warning. Cause they all, the both of them sound too. like Alan, don't we? Yeah. I was listening I, to... Uh... Yeah, I posted it up on the current view. Yeah. Um, Antony, he'd, he'd done that piece. Uh, yeah, they, they do very much sound like Alan. My magic moments, TC. Uh, I couldn't not look at Ganacho's goal. Uh, for Manchester United against Everton. Absolutely fantastic. But when you do listen to the... Um, I say Johnny come latelys because most of the broadcasters that you listen to on TV and radio, probably millennials, um, don't really know much about football. In fact, when I was listening to the broadcast here, they're unveiling a statue at the Etihad this evening. Franny Lee, uh, Mike Summerby, and Colin Bell, and she got the name wrong. But again, these people are getting paid vast amounts of money, and they are pretty damn clueless. Klaus Fischer in 1977 was probably the first exponent of the bicycle kick that, that I saw. Um, what was the first time that you saw a bicycle kick to score a goal? Because Klaus Fischer not only did it, he did it in 1977, he'd done it for 
uh, Germany as well in 1982. And I remember watching that on Football Focus as a kid in 77. I saw one or two in the World Cup and European Championship when I was a young kid. Yeah. Uh, I saw Dennis Stewart score for Manchester City in a, in a cup final. Absolutely, 76. Um, those those ones I posted up, it was a clip what had been put together. Fantastic. Uh, and I enjoyed watching it. I yeah. put it up. But and then somebody wrote, uh, Trevor Sinclair won against... Um, for Q- QPR. Yeah, David wrote, uh, put that up, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. And, and he's right because but I didn't put it together. So it was on it was yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I just posted it up. Yeah. Um, but this, there'd be plenty of plenty of overhead kick goals. You know what's not uh, what's not what weren't uh, put in exactly, but obviously uh, somebody's put it together and I and I put it on. Who was that's, Trevor, that's Trevor Sinclair goal over a kick is an absolutely unbelievable one and all. Because that had got pace and everything, hadn't it? Yeah, it had. Who was the first goal scorer of the year? Who invented the bicycle kick? Dennis Law. No, Leonardo de Silva. Uh, a Brazilian, it? but if you if you Dennis, Dennis Law scored a few of them, you know. Yes, he did. Dennis Law used to like the bicycle kick. Dennis Law was just absolute quality, wasn't he? <laughs> sheer, sheer class. The law man could do anything. Yeah, you could just go and watch him play. Oh. But he's just putting his shirt over his arm. Yeah, absolutely. Because that always sticks out. Because he was, I think he was the first one. I always had his shirt over his fingers. He did, yeah. He got that from Italy, didn't he? When he went out there and it was cold, and he pulled that and he'd like just rub it over his nose. <laughs> that's apparently that's why the lawman did that. But what a player! But if you do talk to Peter with, he tells a lovely story about Doug Ellis. How he tried to convince Peter that he invented the bicycle kick for Southport many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 was, that was deadly, deadly dog. Pete does laugh about that, but uh, yeah, I think it was Leonardas uh, de Silva, but the lawman, a great exponent of the bicycle kick, as was the latest uh, genius of uh, the Red Devils, uh, Ganacho. I do think he looks a player, by the way. I've seen him a few times. He had that goal disallowed against Arsenal, which oh, that's a brilliant pass by Lewis. Uh, bad control by Haaland for a change. But um, Ganacho, I've seen him a few times and there really looks a player inside that boy. And he, he, the position where he plays, where they, like he's played for Man United, mm. like Jack does for Manchester City, he looks brilliant one mm. minute and then he looks good yeah. the next. He, mm. look, he never looks average, yeah. but that, the, the wide areas are the hardest, the hardest to perform. Um, Consistently, Consistent, yeah. week in a week, and I'm not making excuses for that. No. You know, uh, every other position you're facing, mm. and you're not uh, when you're playing in that position, you, you're doubled and sometimes treble, treble back. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Michael Elise, his goal for well, who's, uh, who's the other, who's the little, uh, the black lad uh, for Man United? He's only a young lad. I he's didn't see the, player, I didn't see the game, but he's been getting rave reviews. Yeah, he's a, he's a He's a he's a player. Yeah. Player. He sees that killer ball, Gabby. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a look. Next time, again, what I do, when I hear of a player or see a player, I go and watch. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Watch that player again. Ends while watching this, this young city lad, Mike, Newcastle looks like a player and all. Yes, uh, yeah, Mark, yeah. Was it Lewis Miley? Yes. How how was he started tonight? I was going to watch him, but when Jack's playing, I always watch Jack. I should be watching Napoli away uh, in Madrid tomorrow night. Cause like, I, 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 like I just said to you, I just thought that uh, City uh, wouldn't want to get anyone injured. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying the lot try and. Um, Want to, want to win it, yeah, yeah. but I don't think they'll take the risks and put the um, no, they'll put the effort in. But they yeah. won't put the, I don't think they'll put the commitment in because they've already qualified. Yeah, there's no real jeopardy on the game, is there, for City? And when there's jeopardy on the game, it's completely different balance to it. But Elise's goal, you did reference it early, earlier, his goal for Crystal Palace against Luton. I really like this boy. I think he's a tremendous football player. And um, what a left foot he's got, hasn't he? Yes, without a question of a doubt. I like Easy as well. I do like Palace. I did hear on um, on radio the other day where somebody had phoned up and they were questioning Crystal Palace, their ambitions and how far that they can go and what they actually do when they play a game of football. And Because Roy usually sets his teams up not to get beaten. He's a little bit conservative, shall we say, as a manager. I don't like him. I've never liked Roy Hodgson. I've never got the love in with Roy Hodgson. I would prefer a manager that's got more about him, that gets the players playing on the front foot. And I think that's what Crystal Palace need. Whether Patrick Vieira was that man, I, I don't know. But they I, do need a man like that that can get the most out of uh, Crystal Palace's players. Cause I think they've got some great players. I think they were a bit harsh with the because everybody is that bad run. Absolutely, and I, think yeah. the play, and I think the players did like him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Roy Hodgson to be getting his team to perform like the like they do at times at his age. Mm. You know, and I'm not knocking age because I'm an I'm, old, I'm an old man myself. Yes, I'm. You know, the young kids are a different breed altogether now, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they, mm. they do. They've got some good players at the Crystal Palace. Mm. Now, <laughs> the first point of that question you asked, you know, about uh, how far can they go? What they what they don't want to be doing is going into situ- scenarios like they did years and years and years ago, where uh, they didn't go bankrupt, but they, don't, they had no money. That you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if they can keep in the Premier League. <laughs> try and win one, a cup competition mm-hmm. and finish as high as possible as they can. Yeah, I think that's a great season for a great season 
for, for Crystal Palace and the fans. Absolutely. And I tell you what, it's a tremendous atmosphere there, you know. I, I, I love the Crystal I've Palace, I mean. Yeah, what I mean. Mm. In fact, I can remember, I can remember Palace beating Burnley 52,000 people there yeah. what a, what a night game when they got promotion against mm. Burnley. I can remember that. Yeah. You know, but it's a great, it's a great ground to play at that. And we're boom, boom, glad all over. I think that, like brilliant. Five. Yeah, exactly. I think it's brilliant. I do like Palace. And I just think that with a, a, a more positive manager, I think Palace, I ain't saying Palace are getting the top four or top six. But what I would say is Palace would give or should give a game to, to anybody and, and particularly yes. on the day, uh, yeah. on the day, even with the top teams, yeah, absolutely, you know, because they've got they've got that uh, quality in there, hundred percent. And and even if it's Man City, Arsenal, or Liverpool, going to Sellers Park, they're going to go there, and they know they're going to be under the cosh because Palace are on the front foot. And and I think that that's the one thing that that Roy Hodgson has never done. I think he he fears fear. He's a fearful manager, and I do, and I don't like him. I don't like managers. Like that, I did like Taylor Gardner Hickman's goal for Bristol City the weekend. Oh, what a joy! I mean, he's got the ball, he's coming, he's just pinged it bar and in the back of the net. I just think that we've spoken about this before when you hit the bar and it goes in the net, it just is something a little bit more spectacular. Oh. And that was a great goal, Bristol City. Taylor Gardner Hickman sounds like yeah. three players, but it's the same player. You see, the pace when the ball hits a bar and yeah. bounces down and goes in. Yeah, you, you look, you, you can see like by that ball's been travelling. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yes, without a question of a doubt. You know, when we were playing at whatever level where you're playing at your park with your mates, school team, Sunday league team, over the park, you know, um, whatever it would be in little and five, you hit that barn and back of the net. It's just, I just think it's a greater thrill. But you know, that that's just me. Uh, rest in peace, Teddy Venables. Yes, we, uh, we should have said that yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Really? But we're going to dedicate the podcast to the memory of uh, of TV. What a legend, not just as a manager, not just as a coach. He's a, a top player, isn't he, you know? But absolutely, but as a player as well. Terry Venables had, Terry Venables, arguably the most complete football person that's ever walked on a football pitch in this country. Well, what I would say about what I would say about him, I enjoyed watching England play under him more than any other manager. Um, but in the nineteen seventy nineteen seventy World Cup team, what went to yeah. uh, got knocked out by Brazil, uh, by um, Germany and Leon. Germany yeah. in the quarterfinals when yeah. they were two 0 up. Yeah, they played some great football. Uh, did um, England back then? But Venables, I mean, that uh, when Princess Diana lost her life in that car accident mm. um, in 96, Euro 96. Yeah, Euro you know, 96, Terry Adams. You know, the Wembley crowd singing, the, it's coming home. And yeah. Just a fraction. In, you'd want anybody there, uh, like Gaza, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd take even Gaza as a midfield player. You can say Sheeran or, or Sheringham. But when Gazi just missed it, you think, how's that? How's yeah. he just... I don't know how he missed it. Because <coughs> the, the pace of the ball's beating more than anything else. Mm. 
But he, yeah, he's. A, I would say he's the best we've had. Yeah, I would definitely say Terry Venables is the best manager that we've had in in my lifetime. Newcastle's gone one 0 up. Oh, well done, Newcastle. Who scored it? Um, Isaac. Yes, Isaac. Okay. I mean, again, he's a player. I, I do like him, Isaac. But going back to Terry Venables, when when people talk about the golden age um, of football and eulogise about Gareth Southgate's uh, group of players, which are very good, I think we have got a great, great group of footballers. I think we're we're quite. Um, we got depth as well. We've got a good twenty three. He just hasn't got that. Um... Quality to take us on to the next level. I'd love Venables to, you know, to take this on. I've never really been a big lover of Sam Allardyce's football. Yeah. But at Bolton, <clears throat> Sam plays some of, the, some of the best football uh, than, you know, than a lot of English managers. Yeah, because Jack he got that Jane Gatecourt. Yeah. He signed the kid from Birmingham where you had. <coughs> what was the French kid's name? I forget his name now. Um, I've got something stuck up back in my throat. We had. Um, did you, are you talking about? Um, Come on! Oh God! The, the black lad that I, that almost no, died. No, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, no. Kocha, but uh, was the black lad. The French kid. You're out in Birmingham. No, no, no. You're thinking of Dugarry. He never. Yeah. He had. He had Jockeyf. Jockeyf. That's right. Jockeyf. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Keeper, he had Jockeyf. Keeper made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jockeyf and. Um, and Akocha, I mean, JJ Akocha, what a player. Again, he's one that gets forgotten, but what a footballer he was. You see, we did, this is what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. When you went, because he was, for some unknown reason, he never played with one of the big clubs, did he? No, I don't. I'm, In I, Europe, I'm talking about. I've got no idea. Did they buy him from Paris Saint Germain? They may have done, but yeah. I don't but think not he was a, in, I don't think he was in uh, the team a lot, was he? No, I mean, he was. If you if, if he'd have been playing with one of the top teams, yeah. we'd have been talking about him like uh, the other elite players. What's played the, at the ice level? Yeah, he's, he's one of them that you you kind of um, don't even mentioned, but you know when you remember him and when you watch JJ Akacha, you think, I mean, what a football player. Some of the things he'd done with the ball when he was at Bolton, it, you you actually don't see anybody in the Premier League, and I mean nobody in the Premier League, do anything like what JJ Kutcher did back though back in those days. He was sublime. No, 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 no. He, he'd got tremendous natural flair and talent. But we don't see natural flair and talent really. I know that people go on and say Premier League's best in the world. Yeah, I mean it may well be, but we we don't see that much skill in the Premier League compared to what we used to see. I I, I don't think I don't think we have those players. Well, we had we won the we won the <clears throat> old European Cup more times than we have won the uh, Champions League. I would imagine. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. Right, yeah, hundred percent. But I was reading um, Castle when he. When you put it up on the current view, anyone about? But he don't think Brazil will win a uh, world oh, cup. Oh, Cafu, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when I read that, I thought, 
part of it what he's saying is right no yeah. i don't i could never say that they will never win it because they've got that much technical ability they don't let themselves the the brazilian players have never let themselves go <coughs> like they do on continent yeah. or in brazil mm -hmm. you know they'll show bolt they'll do everything but in here they can they get pulled down by the critics all the time yeah they can form bits mm -hmm. you know and the managers and the coaches yeah you know for some unknown reason they're still even now the foreign coach a lot of the foreign coaches <coughs> always talk about uh up and at them don't you know what i mean yeah absolutely effort. yeah uh, i think it's been watered down i think the brazilian skill i think that's what pulls them down because they mm. they just love to go out and play football when and play it? with a smile on their face but when was the last time that you saw a brazilian team go out and play with that samba beat because I haven't seen them for, for I some time. Understand, I could never understand. Um, just like the kid at, uh, and I know they won a World Cup, but maybe they've won two World Cups now, mm. or European Championships, the, the French team. What was he, the Brazilian, Dunga? Yeah, Dunga, yeah, yeah. You know, the many manager, and I tell you what, it, I've never seen a, a negative Brazilian team in all my life until yeah. I saw Dunga's team. Yeah. You know, um, and I like Dunga as a player because he was that old type of midfield player, yep, like yep. the French kid, like the French manager. What's his name? Oh, um, uh, kid that played Didier Deschamps. Deschamps, yeah, Deschamps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because I like all different types of players. I yeah. really do. I like all the midfield players because they they can link up uh, by protecting the back four, which is the job to do. Mm -hmm. If you've got back four players, what can come out and play with the ball? Yeah, and then they can drop in. But they they can if the good ones what playing the ball forward, and we're not talking about long balls. And there's no wrong with a long ball at the right time. Yeah. But for me, Brazil's the players what's playing in Europe, and maybe maybe more so in Premier League, don't play with a smile on their face. No, they don't. No. Like they do, or like they did. Like Ronaldinho, for instance, always had a smile on his face. Romario you know, was another one. <coughs> Ronaldo. I mean, I go back with Gino, Rivellino, <coughs> Tostao, yeah. and Pelle, yeah. yeah. all of them. Um, Carlos Alberto, yeah. uh, Zico, Socrates, Edet. You can go on and on yeah. and on and on and on. Oof. Absolutely. And and you're right. I just don't see Brazil producing those players now, that or allowing those players to produce the uh, the gems that the Brazilians of yesteryear uh, produced on on football pitches. But you know whether the European of the Europeans of sterilised Brazilian football is is another argument or a debate for another day. And I don't think Cafu's too far well, wide of the mark to be quite well, truthful. I will say that mm. I will say this. Um, I think it's more when when they're playing for the the Spanish teams and the French teams. Yeah, they do play with a smile on their face. Yeah, yeah. It's just the for, the English, even though it's got more technical in a sense. Mm -hmm. We're not talking, you know, we're talking about um, with the coaching side of it now. Yep, but there's still that when I say nervousness, uh, fear in some players. They're frightened to do things because they're going to get a volunteer for it. 
Leipzig are going whereas, to turn up again. Whereas, um... and to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.